Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. This is your favorite podcast of Market Trail with your favorite podcast, Making the Cut. Thank you again for your listens. You know, I just popped out a uh, college football game day pick them. Make sure you go and listen to that as well. Uh, this is actually going to be a little bit different when I'll tell you about it in a second before uh, or after I tell you where to find me in case you didn't already know. If you didn't already know, I don't know what's wrong with you. You need to go figure this out and go ask somebody. But you can see my links always on Facebook. It's going to be there. You can catch uh, my latest episodes are going to be there. You also can go to Spotify and follow me there. You could even do the free version of Spotify and still listen to me and still follow me. And I appreciate it for you doing it. And you also could go to the Anchor app or anchor.fm. It's always there and many other places that you get your podcast from, uh, especially your sports podcasts. I'm there. You can find me. You can hear my, my beautiful voice there and you can get my picks and my take on what's going on in the sports world, especially football right now. This is going to be my first Take It to the Bank Picks episode. I know it's week four in in the NFL season, uh, but I wanted to be able to bring this back. Uh, You know me, I want to kind of keep a watch and before I start making picks on teams uh, and kind of get a feel of what there are on the teams uh, after injuries and stuff like that. Those of you who've been listening to me for a while know that this was a, uh, a, a segment that we used to do with my buddy Colin, aka Mr. Right, uh, where when we used to have it on, uh, what was our show, Colin? Good grief. The Right Cut Live. Uh, but it, this is going to be my first time implementing it on my podcast. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm going to give you all of the games except for the Thursday night game. I was going to joke and say, you know, make sure you pick Cincinnati over Jacksonville in a close game. But, you know, I, I didn't want to play with your emotions that much. Uh, and making you think that you had an opportunity to make a pick there if you're a betting person. Now, just to start this off, for those of you listening, I'm not advocating for betting. I'm not advocating against it. I'm just giving my picks. This is my podcast. This is what I like to do. I like to talk sports. So if you're betting or if you're not betting, doesn't matter to me. This is my podcast, and I just like to be able to talk sports, and I like to give my picks on who I, who I think is going to take these games. So you can follow me. Don't blame me if you lose money. Blame yourself, okay? All right, so jumping off into it this week, bunch of big games this week, bunch of games that are like, eh, but I'm going to give you my pick for every single one of the games. I may give you a little bit of insight of why I'm picking those games. Some of them might just be a gut feeling of why I'm picking them. So jumping off into it, the first game, those of you in South Louisiana are watching, going to be watching this one tomorrow, the Giants and the Saints. Now with this one here, I'm not just picking this game because I'm a homer and I'm a Saints fan, but listen, man, when you look at it, Saints defense they look like an elite defense. Doesn't matter who they put in there, who they take out, who gets injured or whatever. Now you are going to be down two fifths of your offensive line, starting offensive line. Uh, you don't know which uh, which uh, Jameis Winston is going to be in the game, uh, how the offense is going to look. But I can tell you this: uh, the Giants' star uh, defender, leading tackler, is out for the season. Uh, so the rest of the defense is kind of struggling as well. And man, look, Donny, D- uh, Danny Dimes. Really didn't throw in many dimes except for when he's fumbling the ball and turning the ball over. So I think this is an easy take. I think if you're if you're picking the spread, you pick the Saints spread as well uh, uh, on the over-under everything. But I don't know if this is going to be a really high-scoring game because you can't tell what our offense is going to be. We're going to be high one week down the next week. Uh, maybe we get it all together. But it, obviously the Saints take this game easily. It may be a little closer at the beginning because the offense isn't clicking. Whatever. It's still going to be a great game. The Saints are going to take it. They're going to move on into the win column. Moving on to the next game, Cleveland and Minnesota. 
Uh, Cleveland is that, you know, everybody's secret favorite team because they want to see that underdog team that's never won do something. And the Vikings looked like they were going to be a team that was going to be down after all the hype for them. And they are kind of down in their division, but their division isn't that great. Uh, But they look like they can really get it together. But I do think Cleveland takes this game. I think it's going to be a good game. Uh, I think uh, Justin Jefferson is going to be up there. Adam Thielen is going to be a part of the game. Regardless who the running back is, they're going to be good as well. Uh, But I think Cleveland just has too much talent, too much firepower, uh, too much on the defensive side. I think Cleveland takes this game big time. The Chiefs in Philadelphia. Now, you know, the Chiefs look like not the Chiefs, but let's be honest, Cowboys really embarrassed Philly last Monday night. And uh, I know that these are grown men making money, but if you've been watching NFL for a long time, some teams, if they're not good, man, and let's be honest, they they have not done a whole lot to help that team out uh, to, to get better this year after this offseason. Uh, so, honestly, the Chiefs are going get to get there almost like a preseason game against them. Uh, maybe Philly's defense puts a little pressure, but, I mean, it's just too much over there. And for those of us who play fantasy football, I think this is a big week for your team. Uh, even Clyde Edwards, Elair is going to get some points. Uh, Tyreek Hill is going to go up. There's nobody who can cover them over there. Uh, Travis Kelsey is going to be all over the place. You know, he is the most unstoppable tight end in the league right now. Kansas City takes this game big. Indy and Miami. You got two teams there that you just don't really know what they're going to do with their quarterback situation. Uh, you know, two is out for a little while. Brissett's there. His just returned back to his last team. Uh, don't know if Carson Wentz is going to play for sure. Says he's going to play. You know, he's walking around with two broken ankles, basically two sprained ankles. Uh, but I do think the Colts are going to be strong enough to win this game. Miami is a really good team. They have an opportunity there um, to be in the playoffs this year, especially with the expanded team. But I think Indy takes this game. It's going to be a close game. I think Indy all the way around has a better team. Now, Jonathan Taylor is going to have to be a big reason for that. He can't be a disappearing guy like he was the last couple of weeks of the season. He's got to really help them out, especially if your quarterback situation uh, if you got Jacob Eason there instead of Carson Wentz or either, I mean, Wentz hurt, this is, you got to be there for him. I'm picking Indy here. The Lions and the Bears, oh my. So this game here, uh, everybody's getting a call. Wanted Justin Fields to get in. When he got in, I think, you know, it, it, what, not, sacked nine times. Something crazy, some kind of crazy stats where, I mean, he just looked like a rookie quarterback. And it, much expected. It's not, not bad for the kid. Uh, he's going to turn around. He's going to be a great ball player, a great quarterback in the league, maybe even Deshaun Watson or even better. Uh, but, look, Chicago's had some issues with offensive line for the last few years, regardless of who the quarterback was and the quarterback play was. They don't have a ton of playmakers. Now, Detroit is in a lot of games and losing. They find ways to lose a game. So this is going to be one of those games, if you're watching, trying to figure out who you're going to pick here and uh, because which team is going to show up, which team is going to finish the game. Uh, I'm actually going out on a limb here, and I'm going to pick Detroit to get their first win of the season. I think this is going to knock them out of taking the uh, first overall pick in this next year's draft. I think they're going to take Chicago in this game. Now, when Chicago rolls back around and plays them again later on in the season, I think Chicago has their things together and takes them. But at this game, I think Detroit actually is going to get their first game of the season. Speaking of that, I was thinking about I hadn't looked to see who the Thanksgiving Day games are, but I'm telling you what. If the Lions, Lions aren't playing the Texans or the Jets or the Jags on Thanksgiving Day, I don't want to watch them. 
because I want to see the bottom end play those games. I don't want to see Detroit playing like uh, Tampa Bay on Thanksgiving Day. I'll have to go and look at it, but I was just thinking about it. I want to get a good game that's like a laughable game at the same time. Moving on to Carolina and Dallas. Carolina, of course, is without uh, McCaffrey still. Uh, Chubba Hubbard's getting in there. Um, so you, you got a chance for DJ Moore to get up there and do something. They just traded away their tight end, and Dan Arnold is doing pretty good over there in Jacksonville. Dallas looks to see uh, to be building on what all the hype was, which, let's, let's be honest, Dallas has the hype train every single year, uh, regardless of who's there. Uh, but Zeke seems to be really becoming to his old form. I think the threat of uh, Tony Pollard being able to take his position and take his, his touches away, uh, the offense – uh, really is going there. The defense looked really good against uh, against Philly last week. I wonder if this defense is going to make Sam Darnold look like he's still playing for the Jets. Uh, it's going to be a good game too, but I'm taking Dallas here. I'm, I'm going to take them for seven plus points to win this game too. Moving on to Houston and Buffalo. Uh, this should be an easy pick for everybody. I don't see Houston winning anything anytime soon. I think they're in the sweepstakes to take the number one overall pick. And so that they can get him a quarterback that's probably going to be overranked. Uh, but I think Buffalo's going to just really cruise in this game. If you have any other guys on fantasy football, it's going to be a big week for you. Uh, Josh Allen's going to go off. Uh, I don't know if Stefan Diggs is playing for if he's back yet, but any of those guys are going to go off this week. Houston is struggling a lot, man. And anytime they have anybody start shining on their team, they trade them away. Uh, I mean, look how we, we got Roby over here. We got Courtney Roby. Is it Bur- Courtney Roby? Anyway. We got, we got the cornerback from over there uh, this year, too. So, I mean, anytime somebody's doing good, they uh, they trade them away. So, it just doesn't seem like they want to win. It seemed like Tampa Bay back in the 80s. So, it is what it is there. Buffalo's going to just roll in this game. Tennessee and the Jets. Now, I, I am excited about what the Jets are going to do post-Adam Gase. Uh... Listen, man, y'all may have heard me say it before, but Adam Gase, man, good grief, this guy here, man. And I'm not trying to hound on this, but, man, I I, I swear, I believe this guy listens to Miley Cyrus wrecking ball and swinging on the the crane ball, whatever you call it, all the time when he gets to coach. The guy was horrible. And, of course, he was general manager there as well, too, and really ran that that organization into the ground further than what it should have been. Uh, But I have high hopes for this team because they're doing a lot and building a lot there, but I don't think it happens today. I think Tennessee is going to take this game. I think they're going to unleash um, Derrick Henry, which, by the way, if you didn't get to see the highlight, him running over Darius Leonard, which is a pro bowl, all pro uh, linebacker in the league, one of the best in the league, just just knocking him back five foot. That You need to go watch that highlight if you haven't seen it. But Tennessee takes this game. They take it pretty easily. Uh, they're going to ride it on the back of uh, – Derrick Henry, I know Julio Jones and A.J. Brown are both out. But look, when you're playing in this game, the Jets aren't there yet. They're still trying to come along, and they are not going to be able to stop Derrick Henry. I know they're going to flood the box, eight, nine people in the, in the box, but it's just going to open it up for other guys to get the ball. Tennessee's going to take this game. Moving on to the Washington football team and the 28-3 Atlanta Falcons. Uh, listen, the Falcons finally got a win last week. Uh, they struggle to get that. They are, they do not have an identity. Uh, they seem to be the bottom dwellers of the NFC South this year. Um, you know, Carlos, I'm sorry about that. Not sorry at the same time. But I, I don't see them happening. I know Washington has issues at quarterback, but they have an amazing defense. 
Uh, I don't think Kyle Pitts is ready yet because of the offense. He is coming along. There's been a lot of talk about is he going to be the guy that they they reached up for that early in the draft to get instead of building on the team and all the needs that they had, especially defensively uh, and offensive line. But I, I think Washington takes this game still, too. I think they have enough. It's going to be a close game, maybe a boring game for those of you who are watching. This is one of the lower-end games, but Washington takes this game. The next game is a big game. A surprising Arizona Cardinals team is undefeated going into play the new highly favorite Super Bowl champion crowned already team because they beat Tom Brady in the in the Bucks. The Los Angeles Rams. Yes, I had to take a break because I had to make sure <laughs> that I said what city they city they're in. Wait till I get down to the Raiders for that good grief. But Arizona, surprising team. Got a uh, defense is was it Chandler Jones? No, I can't think of his name. Anyway, got five sacks in a game. Defense looks really good, which is huge for a Kingsbury uh, team to have defense. And their offense seems to be clicking on all cylinders. Kyler Murray is actually leading all quarterbacks in fantasy points this year. Uh, but Matthew Stafford brings a whole nother dynamic over there to that offense for the Rams. And then you still have, to me, who is the best defensive player in all of the league, and Aaron Donald. And then, of course, you got Jalen Ramsey, who is self-proclaimed best DB in the league. <coughs> no shade on him. He is really good. He's one of the best top three for sure, consistently. Uh, I think the Rams are going to take this game. It's going to be a fun game to watch. Uh, but I, I think the Rams are, are that good this year, uh, just with the addition of Matthew Stafford to really do something with that offense. You had the pieces there all the time. I think Cooper Cup's going to go off in this game. You're going to have some fantasy points all the way around on both sides of this game. Seattle and the 49ers. Now, the 49ers, of course, they have a quarterback controversy because neither one of the guys are really ready to play. Pretty Jimmy G is up and down, but listen, he's a game manager. That's that's what he is. You've known that since he was uh, a backup for Brady in New England. Uh, Seattle has really been... Uh, kind of a disappointment. You know, DK Metcalf hadn't really been doing anything. Tyler Lockett has been the favorite. Uh, Carson's been doing pretty good. Russell hadn't been putting up a lot of points. And, and I really have to believe that a lot of this has to do with they are not spending enough money on offensive line. The defense is still there, but they're still getting old there, man. I don't mean that to knock on them, but let's be honest, they are getting old there. Um, and so this is going to be a, a, a hard game for me to pick. I'm going to say, <coughs> excuse me. I'm going to say that Seattle's going to bounce back and get into uh, being 500 on the season and take San Francisco in this game. Uh, San Francisco's really hadn't had any challenges except for last week against Green Bay. They had that game won and ended up losing it. I think Seattle's going to be there. This is the toughest division in, in pro football right now, in NFL right now, in the NFC West. Moving on to Baltimore and Denver. Denver, undefeated. Teddy B. The quarterback over there taking away Drew Locke's start position and leading his team to an undefeated season thus far. Baltimore beats up on Kansas City and then barely wins with a miracle 66-yard record field goal by Justin Tucker to beat Detroit. Which team shows up? Now, again, I talked about it last week on the Jekyll and Hyde season. Uh... With Baltimore, man, they have a ton of injuries. I mean, I don't even know who's playing running back for them anymore. I think every time somebody they sign somebody at running back, they get injured, and they're out for the season. Uh, so their receivers need to step up, and Lamar needs to be there. And Denver is a really formidable team this year. 
Uh, nobody expected them to be. This is going to be a close game. I think Denver takes this one in a really close game. They stay undefeated. But Baltimore, uh, look, don't be surprised if Baltimore takes this game. Moving on to Green Bay and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, man, they just they cannot protect Big Ben. Which, actually, if you've watched the Steelers, you've watched NFL for a long time, you understand. Big Ben has always had offensive line issues, but you don't think about it because they had the pro bowlers and stuff and pouncing and yada, 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 and this name, that name. But if you actually watch it, Big Ben was known for a long time of breaking off five or six sack attempts, knocking guys, moving around, throwing the ball down the field. But Big Ben is a lot older now. As you notice, he takes a lot of wear and tear, all those hits. They didn't do anything to help him out, and so that's the reason why the offensive struggles are there. The defense is there. I don't know if T.J. Watt is back. I didn't double-check on that. Uh, but the defense is playing pretty decent. Uh, they could be better if the offense would help them out a lot. But, in, in course, Green Bay with discount double-check, Aaron Rodgers, and then Devontae Adams, who right now is unstoppable, uh, even when he gets hit in the head. Aaron Jones is unstoppable. You know, five touchdowns in one game. Looked pretty good last week, too, against San Francisco. This is going to be a good game. Uh, but I, I say it's going to be a good game. I, I take that back. But... I think Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh has just got too much down on them right now, and I, I think they're struggling to figure out who they are. And uh, Mike Tomlin might have his first re- losing record, uh, first real losing record uh, th- this year. So I think Green Bay takes this game. Moving on to the game that everybody's talking about. Good Lord, everybody's talking about it. The Those who like to stir the pot, those who make, like to make stories out of stuff that's not a story, and Make you want to go back and watch the, the uh, I, I don't know if, what was it, on NFL Network, I think it was, the Bill and Bill episode with Bill Parcells and Bill Belichick, where they made issues out of those two not getting along and stuff. And, of course, they're trying to do the same thing with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, making this game bigger than what it was. I mean, they've talked about this game since before the season even started. Oh, Tom Brady's finally going back up there to play in New England. Big whoop. Let's not make something out of what it is. Tom Brady and them coming off a loss last week. A game that they, to, to, to the Rams that they thought they were going to take uh, that showed the temperature, the measuring stick of where they were going to be for this season, moving them to the playoffs. Many people picked those two teams, the Rams and the Bucks, to be in the NFC Championship game. Uh, could have been a preview for it. Um, so, the, I, and you saw last week New England playing against uh, the Saints. I mean, the Saints really just housed that game. They, they just took control and took over that game even struggling offensively a little bit. So I, I don't see this as a close game at all. I think the Bucks go up there and handle business, come on back home, and there's a celebratory celebration. And, of course, it's it's going to be another thing to where Tom Brady is the GOAT, Bill Belichick is, was never the GOAT. He couldn't have done it without Tom Brady, yada, yada, yada. All that nonsense. Tampa Bay is my pick. Now, your Monday night game, the Raiders and the Chargers. The Raiders are undefeated. Surprising to a lot of people. Surprising to a lot of people. And the Chargers look really good, man. Uh, but my pick for Monday night is going to be the Chargers. And uh, this is two teams that I, if I would have tried to set the cities, I would have been wrong too. I would have been set Oakland or Los Angeles or for for uh, for the Raiders or or uh, San Diego for the Chargers. Yeah, the two moving teams there. Uh, but I, I'm taking the Chargers here. So I know the Raiders are undefeated right now, but I think the Raiders are going to take their first loss this, this week. I think after what the Chargers were able to do with the Chiefs, uh, it builds some, some confidence for what they're doing. And, look, they're a good team, man. They're good all the way around. Even their quarterback play is good. I know Herbert gets a lot more hype because of uh, over, over Burrow because of the talent that he has around him. 
uh, and all that jazz. You know, I have my feelings on that. You can already hear the salt in the wound there, the saltiness on it. But I think the Chargers are taking this game. I think they're going to go. Uh, they're going to be a really tough team the rest of the season to take. So that is my take it to the bank picks for week four in the NFL. I'm going to be hitting you up with that weekly now for the rest of the season. And look, I know I got started on it a little bit later. I said the reason why earlier, but this is a longer season. Got an extra game in the season. We're going to be watching a lot of football, making a lot of picks. Let's have fun with it. Don't forget, go back and listen to my college game day picks. Uh, Me and Deke are going to be back on it again as well together. You're going to get to hear all his analysis, all his stats. Look, Deke knows his stuff, man. Deke is a magician. And look, statistician, however you say the word, stuttering at the end of the episode. It's all good. Deke knows his stuff, man. Hey, look, always, I know I forgot to say it on my college football one. Always go check out Tommy Kreisan on his podcast, Talking Sports with TK. Man, my dude knows his stuff, man. He's popping me episodes out left and right all the time. Go take a listen to him, listen to him, follow him as well. And that is my Take It to the Bank picks for this week, week four of the NFL. This is Mark Atreira with Making the Cut. See you next time.